Hello everybody and welcome. This is Back to Back episode 3. With me, Liam Brown. And with me, Jenny Berry. This is a new show where some of Midnight's favourite guests get the chance to chew the fat and ask each other questions. Jenny Berry. Liam. How are you doing? I'm alright. How are you? Fantastic. I'm loving your hat. Thank you, I'm loving your hat. Thanks, it covers up. Definitely defeats my hat. (laughs) (laughs) It covers up greasy hair. It does it? Yeah, Yeah. it's good. You can borrow it if you want. Have you been cooking chips or something? Yeah, I do a lot. Do you know to save money? Yeah, well you need to get an air fryer. An air fryer, you know, (laughs) sort of clears up all that business. Right, I'll try that. And you have less fires, which is good. Oh, that's handy, isn't it? Especially for blokes who come home from, you know, the pub. Well, not that you can come home from the pub at the moment, but come home from the pub, mm. put the chip pan on, go in the living room, fall wow. asleep watching the telly, and then the back of the house is on fire. And yeah. then we end up getting divorced. Well, that's just me uncle. Touch wood. That's not <laughs> happened to me yet. It's not. But anything could happen in my life. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I set the microwave on fire once. Brilliant. The night before I went travelling. We shouldn't have and microwaves, so it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't be microwaving stuff. So I'll go vegan, get rid of my microwave. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, don't get rid of it. Put it in the... Um, in a book I read, you actually put it in your garage because it'll come in handy one day. Okay. But not for making food. Good it's tip. Got some technology in it that I'll, will be needed. I'll take that point. away with me. Maybe we'll like, can like adjust it and teleport or something. That'd be good. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I've not got that technology. I've not got that know-how. But we can. We just store the microwaves. Could you not use some kind of spiritual, transactional, vibrational force to do it? Mm, I'll get there. I'll get there. Give me ten years. Okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yes. Jenny Berry. Yeah. Jenny Berry. Jenny Berry. It's a real name. It's not I a dessert. Know, when, you, when first time you emailed me, I was yeah. like, "What? A, what a great name!" Oh, just thanks. Jenny Berry, and I've been singing it all the way here. If I'm honest with you, <laughs> You're just joking. like Jenny Berry. You know that Penny Crayon. Penny Crayon. Yes. The Penny Crayon like uh, tune to it. I've been singing that all the way here. Do you remember that? It was like she yeah. literally drew her dreams and made them come true. Yeah, yeah. well, we can do that anyway. We can. So possible people forget it as they get older. People forget the dreams. So. I know they do. Anyway. Full-time poet, was that your dream or what? <sighs> kind of developed into it, so yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm living my dream in that way at the moment. Yeah, yeah. What about you, anyway? Your song lyric of milkshaking in the bar. <laughs> I love those lyrics. <laughs> Juice Girl. Juice Girl. Juice Girl, it's a where, track that. Where did it come from? It's meant, that was really good. G- it's exactly what it says on a tin. It was just a tune about a girl that I fancied who worked in a juice bar. And basically everything that's in the song just happened. I just wrote it down. Did it come true, though, like? Oh, we had a little fiddle. (laughs) (laughs) Was that in the juice bar? No. Come on. I met her at the cacao ceremony. Right, okay. With 27 other people. Wow. Yeah. But that's like you sang and used your words and they came to life. Kind of. No, it just happened and I... Sang up and I wrote it all down. All right. Remembered Just it. Totally took me there from like, <laughs> took me down yeah, to real did life there. Didn't manifest it. Well, I kind of manifested it because I was thinking about it, but yeah. Mm. So, how long have you been a full time poet for then? A full time one. Would you say you are a full time poet? At the moment, yeah. I, re- yeah, I, c- yeah. I can say that, which yeah. is brilliant. Um, well, I've been a poet since being a child, probably like yourself. I think mm. it's just in you, isn't it? Mm. But lockdown has helped my career. Yeah. Don't know if you're allowed to say it really has because of... What do you mean you're not allowed to say that? Why <laughs> can you not I say that? Know. Fuck everyone else. <laughs> who cares? We thrived. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, the people it, it who are supposed to thrive will thrive in yeah. any situation. Don't put yourself down for that bullshit. Like yeah. 
because you feel sorry for other people that are no, struggling. That's good. That's They've true. put themselves in that situation. Yeah. We're all manifesting our mm. own reality. Like Viking, I would show you my tattoo, but I need it finishing, so I won't show it. <laughs> it is finishing. It's a Viking symbol, two, two arrows, and it means create your own reality. Oh. If you're creating a reality that yeah. is dependent on so many other factors and you're working for somebody else, we should all be working for ourselves. We should yeah. all be self-employed. We should all be empowered. We should all be sovereign beings. So... You're smashing it. Thank you. Well, I know I've had all kinds of work, like yeah. what I've only dreamt of coming through in the past six months. So Penny Crayon. Buzzing. <laughs> yeah. People say is that your stage name, what's your real name? Like Yeah. God Jenny Berry, leave me alone. That's my name. Hello. Has <laughs> oh. everybody always loved your name? Um in school people laughed at it when yeah. the register come out. They were like, Jenny Berry, it rhymes. I was like, that's kind of the road to what I go down, so that'll do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just embrace it. So has this year been the first year where you've gone like, yeah, I'm a full-time poet? Or... Yeah. It is? Yeah. Amazing. It's always been a sideline thing, but actually paid getting mm. full-time work this year. Bring it on. Yeah. 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 And you've come straight from doing a workshop this morning. Yes, on Zoom. A lot nice. of it's in the theatre of Zoom. It's not quite oh, okay. the same, cool. but I'm still doing it. You know, I'm still yeah, putting yeah. it out there, putting my words out there. Well, that's all it needs, really. You don't have to be physically there, do you? No. To, no, exactly. For people to hear what you're saying. Yeah, so I'm glad you sang my name all the way here. Journey, Betty. <laughs> I got here. Got here without little petrol. Uh, but uh, I thought, if I'm meant to be here, I'll get there. Um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just got the train. Um, my first question is, what was the first poem that you ever read? Read? Yes. Oh, the first poem that you remember. God, that's a good question. And I can't remember the title. Mm. I think I can remember a line and it was The Red Rope of Love. That might be the title. And do you remember at school the anthologies you had to do? And they were so academic and you had to deconstruct the poems academically to tick boxes. I don't remember. Right. (laughs) I got right. a D in English, mate. That's fine. I got double D, my dream brass size in science. Brilliant. Yeah, and my teacher didn't appreciate that comment. Yeah. Um, it was so exact. The Red Rope of Love, which was about a mother and baby, and the Red Rope was the cord. That's, yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. And do you remember that just because it was at school, or do you remember it because it had an impact on you? Um, I just remember it having an impact on me, yeah. thinking, oh, right, okay. So even though I'm bored in this class... I can write things more creatively than this. Mm-hmm. And you can build pictures up through language. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you've just triggered my uh, memory there, kid. Good. As we were on a school, did you ever think I'd write a book called Dealer to Healer when you were, like, sat at the back of English? Because you just said you got a D, you were published. No, I didn't ever think that I would be able to write a book. That was because... Um, because I was dyslexic. So, you knew, you kind of knew that you had... A problem with words. Say problem, but... I just was slow. I'm slow at reading. I can't spell very well. Right. English wasn't, like, my thing. Obviously, like, English, um, like, oral presentation and Mm. stuff, I would would always get an A. Smash it. I'd smash it out of the park if I just stood up and they could say, just chat about this for a bit. Like, smash it. Like, I could just talk. (laughs) But writing stuff down and story... and, And I was... So... Like writing and poetry didn't come into my life till a lot, a lot, lot later. Like it was, I was just a sportsman at school. Do you know what I mean? Of yeah. sports and uh-huh. and naughty and in trouble and like drugs and everything like that was what what I was doing when I was a kid. So like 
yeah, miles and miles away from but do you, any thought process of ever writing a book. That Do you think, though, that you, you being naughty and stuff could have been triggered maybe from having dyslexia? Maybe you met it or not. From taking it, internalising it, no, thinking something's up with me. No, no. I just like being naughty. It's fun. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but mine's come out as an adult. Yeah, I was so yeah. shy at school. I used to wag it because I didn't yeah. want to be there. Yeah. Or oh. I loved school. I wasn't shy. I was just like naughty. I was just I, I liked it. For me, like a classroom, mm. um, that was almost like um, like I was in a theatre. I performed for everybody, so yeah. I had the whole class laughing. That doesn't I'd have shock teacher me. Teacher in stitches. I'd have the teacher like mm. destroyed. Like I'd destroy everybody, and people would just be having a great time. So that was like I just enjoyed that setting. Yeah, I'd get thrown out most of the time, but it was yeah no the the fit like the English thing. It, I wasn't frustrated. I was frustrated more. I think in just my life and yeah. what had happened. Not not because of. Because I was excelling, I excelled in, school was easy for me. Like, it wasn't pushing me enough, really. Like, I didn't, I, I, the things that I didn't like, I didn't excel at, like English Same and here, yeah. science and religious studies and shit like that. But, like, you know, I liked geography and I liked, ma- I, I could smash maths and I could PA, smash it was, maths. like, great at, but... What did you do at PA? I was a sprinter, 100 oh, metres. I was football and then long distance. Was, oh. I could just run forever. But really? I was pretty quick as well, but, yeah. yeah. Is that because you used to run in from the police? <laughs> a few times. Good training. I remember actually running from the police through this school. <laughs> God, how's that memory come back to me? And he had this... So, do you know a brand called Giagoy? It's like a Mancunian Manchester. No. G-I-O-G-O-I, Giagoy. Oh, yeah. It's like a Man- Mancunian yeah, brand. Yeah. I think it still exists. And uh, a, a lad that played football for my stepdad's team, he gave me this Giagoy coat and it's smart as anything a waxed coat and I loved it and he was the coolest guy that I knew he was like yeah. the best player in the team and I admired him and he had all these connections with the Donnellys were his cousins who, who were the guys who um, yeah. designed it they were the designers so I had this coat and I loved it and I remember we were getting I don't know why we were getting chased by the police and we ended up running through this school and anyway um, I've run through this school and then jumped over the fence and then as I've come down I've caught the back of my coat on do you oh. know, one of the the metal spikes. So I'm just yeah. hanging there, like oh my God. waiting, waiting for it to fall, like trying to. And then I think I had to. What did I? Were you stuck do? on it, like Jesus? No, I had to undo it. I had to get someone to undo it as I was hanging there, and then get out of the coat, and I made sure that I got it off the fence. But oh yeah, it was ripped a bit down the back. That's just triggered a moment for me, and I was proper shy at this age, and I was hanging out on our school drinking cider. Like you do in moon boots. Do you remember moon boots? No. Right, they what were ridiculous, those? massive boots. Oh, like the like, spice girly kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah, I had yeah. them on, obviously. And then we had to run from the police over the fence and nearly broke my leg. It just, it just, we've all run from the police, haven't we? Yeah. At some point, <laughs> it's what you do. It's got a good time. If well, in Salford, it's like a Zumba class running from the police. It's like a regular thing you do. Well, you probably just bump into other people running from the police <laughs> in Salford, don't you? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably. Just crash into each other and just get you all. <laughs> you are funny. I wanted to ask you a question. Go on. About fashion. Yeah. So when I first met you, we yeah. did your cacao ceremony uh-huh. um, when times were normal. And you put on this amazing jacket. Yeah. And I loved it. And I just wonder, over your spiritual journey, has that affected the way you dress, changed it in any way? Or yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. Like... I guess I've always kind of dressed a bit differently. Mm. Um, but 
I think this, yeah, since I got into the spirituality, it's, it's changed a little bit, but I just mix things, you know what I mean? Like, I'd even say that I cross-dress a lot. Like, I wear a lot of women's clothes. Like what? Um, dress, literal dresses? No, on. that jacket was a women, a woman's jacket. Them two jackets that I was oh, wearing that okay. day were both women's jackets. Yeah. And I might wear, like, a woman's T-shirt because the cut will be a bit different in the neck. You yeah. know, it'd be a little bit lower. I don't like being That's restricted. That's cool, though. Who um, says it's that's for a man and that's for a woman? No, it's not. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, you would never tell that I'm cross-dressing. Some people might think I look a little bit fruity, but... Like um, a berry. <laughs> <laughs> like a berry. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, nothing, yeah, it's changed. It's changed. Like, it... I don't know. It's just... I think it's become more colourful, especially though, yeah. over the last couple of years since I've started doing, like, the yoga raves and stuff and bring in like a lot of dance music into my it's become a lot more vibrant it's like spirituality can still be vibrant can be modern can be like hip can be funky do you know what i mean and yeah, like definitely. i am i want to be like the rock and roll of the spiritual community i think you are probably you are aren't you the rolling <laughs> stones of the spirits <laughs> but in yeah. those um the not zumba the yoga things, yoga... Yoga raves. What the hell do you do? I, I want to come to one, but I've never been. It's just the banging yoga class. Yeah. Um, with... With dance... With a live DJ. And we play bangers. He's like... We do a proper practice. We chant mantra. It's really traditional. It's really spiritual. Yeah. But then we dance... Like... Sp like... Dancing to house music. Dancing to dance music, drum and bass, whatever it is, gabba, whatever it is, can be a spiritual experience. And it's, it's, it's as if it has to be, it, it's separated. So we've just opened this door to allow it to become into the practice. Like wow. it can it can be clean, do you know what I mean? It doesn't, a lot of people go to raves and a lot of ex-addicts feel like they can't go to raves or can't go mm. and do these things anymore because it's around drinking drugs. Yeah. Whereas we're going, no, you don't have to do it around drinking drugs. We can do a dance party. We can do a yoga rave. We can have a better time, actually, and so, feel amazing the next day and not want to kill ourselves on Thursday. It's always a positive, isn't it? It's always a positive. <laughs> yeah, it really is. No, that's a good... So you're getting high, vibrationally high, aren't Vibrationally you? high. You get high that's from amazing, singing mantra. It? You get high yeah. from the practice. You get high from being in that space with so many other people who mm. are... And we're making people commit to positive transformation. Like, Have you... I'm not here to fanny about for you to come to me yeah. for five years and gradually progress as a human. It's like, fucking get it done next week. <laughs> get your shit together. You're like Mr. Motivation of um, totally. like cacao. Totally, I'll kick your ass. Have you ever had any addicts turning up that want to come clean, but they've not? They've come and they've had some, you know, drugs. Because uh, I work with addicts, you see, a lot, and it's interesting to, to be able to tell them to go, but I wonder if you ever had temptations if turned up a bit off the box. No, because no. they'd get kicked out. No, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, it's not the place, like... Yo, back, I, of course they get you, Come back when you're straight, like, I'm not having your energy affecting the beautiful yeah. energy that we've created that's, you know, yoga's about, it's the medicine of the divine, it's the medicine of creator, of God, whatever you want to call it, mm. source energy, and that's pure you know what i mean it doesn't mean you can't you can't drink but in in our spaces where we're committing to god and we're offering our practice up to up to the creator yeah like all the fruits of the practice we give up to the creator and everyone's like oh, but i want the fruits for myself i want you know i want to feel the benefits it's like chill the fuck out give it to the creator he gives it you back time seven so yeah why would you not just give it him every time <laughs> it's hard though to understand make other people understand that isn't it well you're yeah. that's what you do but yeah, force it down the throat. No, I don't force it down the throat. If they come to my set, if they come to my event, yeah. it's 
it's down your throat because you're coming to my event, you're giving me access to you as a mm. human to have a positive influence on your life. And, you know, the amount of positive influences I've had on people's lives over oh, the last few years has just been insane, mm. you know. And some people don't like the way I work. I don't give a fuck. Why don't they You'll like the way you work? Because I'm quite forceful. I'm quite, right. you know, I'm quite brutal. I'm quite disciplined. You Are know? you a bit like the 12th step in the 12 steps of addiction? What, no, because they, they really pull out. Awakening. They have. They really pull the whole, out. All the twelve steps are forceful. Yeah, like, yeah. I, everybody in the world should have to do the twelve steps. In I my know. opinion, I've thought that because I've I've worked poetically with people who've gone mm. through that, and I've not because I've not had problems luckily with alcohol. Yeah. Just Harry Bow, and <laughs> and I, when they tell me about it, they're like, it's so hard. They tear your ego away from you, yeah, yeah, and you yeah, they yeah. speak straight. But sometimes I suppose that's what we all need, really, isn't it? Totally, and it's you know. and it's to identify your own responsibility mm. in the action, the things that have happened in your own life, because we just all want to blame each other. Oh, no. And it can be the first step onto a onto a spiritual practice and to, to mm. turning your life around. You know, it's quite, it's if you get a good. Yeah. You know, I had fucking hardcore guy who was taking me through the twelve steps. You know what I mean? It was like he was vicious, and that's what I need, and that's what I like, and that's what makes me grow quicker. Really? And it's like, yeah, he was just like, you fucking need to get this get this done. Don't fuck about. Get it done. You need to come to this many meetings this week. Mm -hmm. If you've not, I'm going to be on your case. It's like, poof, yeah. Right, wow. okay. <laughs> that's what I want to learn from, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're the people who motivate me. And it, that doesn't work for everybody. Some people need a softly, softly approach, and some people think they need a softly, softly approach and actually need a rocket up their ass. Mm. you know? And it's like, we have this saying in like my inner, inner circle, it's like zero shit houses. Let's crack on, let's crack <laughs> on. We get stuff done as a group together and we support totally. each other. Well, I've been to one of your cacaos, I've not only one, I'm very new to this kind of work, but I, I didn't know what to expect. I loved it. And mm. I took so much from that. In fact, that gave me the kick up the, my, a rocket up my ass to finish writing my book and that's out now. Mm. And I really believe I shifted some of that in your... Yeah. Ceremony, so yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, and, and cacao acts as a creativity enhancer, you know. Mm. It allows a lot, it just it clears the mind. Like you've, you would have had a lot of doubt and self doubt yeah. tapping away in your head that's restricting you from making that positive step towards getting the book finished. And cacao clears that space yeah. and actually allows more space for more creative avenues, for more creative, you know, storylines and plot twists for writers and the amount of writers Definitely. that come to the ceremonies and say exactly the same thing mm -hmm. it's motivated them to get the book done it's motivated them to write more do you reckon you can ever get to a point in your life with no self-doubt ever coming in like any like <laughs> what do you think um, but i think i think a little bit of it's good in a way do you know what i mean otherwise I don't know. You you just jump off a cliff and fly. But maybe we can. Maybe we are Neo, you know what I mean? Maybe mm -hmm. it is the Matrix. Maybe we actually can do that. I sometimes crosses my mind. Yeah. Like, can I just jump off this and fly? But I have to have a little bit of doubt pulling me back because I'm, I'm <laughs> save not you. quite sure. Well, not to save me. It doesn't matter if I die. It's like, be interesting. I just When you die, you just wake up again. This is just a mm. dream. Like, enjoy it. A computer game you, state, you said in one you interview with uh, Patrick. Yeah. I love that term. Life's a computer, yeah. Yep. Of course it is, and level up, level up, and you'll get born with better circumstances and yeah. better powers the next time you See, get incarnated. Something I'm really coming across lately is, and, and a few years ago I would have disagreed with this, because mm. I've been listening to Dr Michael Beckwith. Beckwith? Yeah, that's right. Mm. And Dr Wayne Dyer and Patrick sent me loads of great links. 
Um, how, like you say, we blame each other, but your circumstances, everyone has the ability to change them. And you know, oh, it's all right for them. It's all right for them. And I used to be a bit like that. But you can recreate wherever you're from, can't you? Of course you can. Of course you can. You, 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 the worse your circumstances, the better your possibilities are. Yeah. Your, your possibilities are endless with the worst. You know, Ram Dass talks about God give me more suffering so that I can support and empower more of a, more people to grow and that can, so I can get closer to you. So if you were born mm. into difficult circumstances, it's typically, it's you're the lucky one because people who haven't got that, haven't got that past experience and then don't have the the life experiences to fall back on that can support and empower other people like the, you know I don't know if you've seen I'm I'm not your guru by Tony Robbins and there's a girl and she's been born into a cult and she's been gang raped like from being a child right I'm gonna watch and it. he knows instantly she has got the potential to be so powerful to support and empower so many other women who are going through the same thing because they wouldn't have had it as bad as her. What and they're worrying you... about this, their own shit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, we're all, we all want to go, oh, that's what I won't have in any of my things. It's like, I feel so sad. I've had it worse than you. Yeah. It was worse for me than, oh, <laughs> if only you'd had my life. It's oh, like, people compete. Up, man. People compete with it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on the other opposite hand, you'll be good at this, right? When you're doing well at the moment, I'm doing well, and mm. I'm I'm one, and I'm so grateful. And but I've worked through it, and I'm channeling mm. it, and I'm happy about that. Some people don't like it. What's that about? Oh. What yeah. the fuck's that about? Biggie said, "You're a jealous. Uh, you're what is it? You're a weak ass motherfucker, a weak jealous motherfucker." And it's like you know, in the hood, he'd get loads of jealousy. Like, and he was a beautiful, beautiful poet and a beautiful man. And you're always going to get jealousy. And like, I get I get letters through my door, hate mail. And it empowers me. Use it. Use it to empower you. Hate know mail? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody yeah. Well, how do you get on that? Then you know you made it, girl. Give <laughs> <laughs> me some hate mail. I don't I want hate it. mail. I, I'm, I put it up in my, in my bathroom. It's framed. It's like, yeah, man. I feel sorry for the person that's took time out of their life to write you a letter and hate you. Exactly, because the hate's not in me, the hate is in them. They need love, don't they? Well, they Do you send them a love letter back? Oh, you don't know I the don't phone. Know the address. They write it anonymously as if it's supposed to scare me or something. It's a like, shame that, I've done ayahuasca, it? you can't scare me, guys. I've done ayahuasca, I died. My, my body got ripped into a million thousand billion pieces, thrown through the universe, I was unplugged from the matrix, and that's quite destroying whatever you can throw at me What's in this that? world is not coming close to that. What's ayahuasca? Sorry, ayahuasca I'm a novice. Ayahuasca is a powerful plant medicine. Okay. I'm sure Patrick's got loads of people it, it, talking about it. He's probably told shows. me he's talked about plant medicine. Does it make you sick? Is it that It makes one? you sick, yeah. But then, right. you, you know, you go on a journey with interdimensional beings, you see your life, it kills you, you, you die, you feel like you've gone for a thousand years. It's, it, it's, it's traumatic and yeah. at the same time magical and beautiful. But for someone to send me a hate mail mm. thing and think that I'm going to be at all bothered by it. Toilet paper, isn't it, when you went out? Oh, no, no, it's posters, man. Inspiration, <laughs> it's inspiration, you know. Oh. The more you get in, the more you know you're doing something positive because there's always going to be people wanting, you know. That's true, that, isn't it? The more you talked you about, you're doing something, aren't yeah. you? And that's just based on their circumstances, so you can't no. be angry with them. You're just like, I'm actually, you know, I'm happy. Send me some more. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's powerful, that. That's what you've got to flip. It's just yeah. everything's reframing, reframing. How yeah. can I make this for my advantage? How can this inspire me and empower mm. me? Um, and if, you know, people are jealous, it means you're doing the right thing, darling. That's all. Yeah. So embrace that. Good tip, that kid. Take it away.
take it away with you. <laughs> can have that one. Um, so, I had another question. Okay. What was the first poem that you, like, fully... First poem or poet that you fully admired and, like, got into, you know? It's quite a modern-day poet, but there's a couple. There's, there's not one. Um, the first poet... I can't remember the name in school. It would have been an academia one because I didn't mind the academic ones mm-hmm. so much. Loads of people hate them. I quite like pulling words Heaney. apart. Pardon? Shame Shame yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, But modern day, I have to say, George the Poet for me. I love mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Because he was, a, if you know his story, he was actually, he's a rapper. Yeah, yeah. And I, I saw him interviewed on something and he'd gone to a rap night and mm. something happened, like the mic didn't work. And he read it out and thought, hang on, actually, I'm a poet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, for being a bloke as well, and I think he said it, you know, he was mates with people, had gang friends and all that, to come back and say that straight back. Mm. Amazing. Katie Tempest. Uh, Katie Tempest, yeah. she's. I, I saw her when she was first coming Did up at, I think at Camden Crawl or something mm. in like... 2006 or something like early early on and just to see where she's gone know. to yeah she's she's, she's another level her she's a strip she's a quite a, she's not just a poet i'd say rapper hip-hop massively she's got yeah, the musical yeah. element to it as well yeah. but storytelling boom yeah yeah i've not i'd love to see her live yeah so if you're watching katie you know throw me a free ticket <laughs> it's on zoom mate <laughs> Zoom. I live on Zoom. The theatre of Zoom. Tell you what. What about you? Because you're a poet. Sometimes, yeah. It was for a well, yeah. I, I think it, it, like it for me. It came really strong for quite a few years, and then the last couple of years, it's mm. like it's really rare. I don't know if it's because of what I'm doing. I've got other focuses. But my poetry is being used a lot in yeah. the stuff that I do. Brilliant. But, yeah, it just started... That's what I wanted to ask you, actually, about. Because for me, it just... um, It was just like it was channeling down. It would just come through. Like, a whole poem would just come out of me, and I'd be like, what? It's like I'd vomited it out, you know what I mean? It just appeared appeared on a page, and it wasn't... It didn't feel like it was me writing it. Um, And some stuff that I've wrote, I'm like, wow, how have I wrote that, you know what I mean? And, And I feel like... For me, it is something else channeling through me. I feel that a lot. It depends. I used to do a lot of bespoke commissions. I don't feel like that with those. But I do feel like I'm channeling other voices through me to get Mm. it out there. But when that happens and it comes out on the page, I feel it's like, I don't know, it is like energy's coming through you and it's a message that needs to go out and that's the way it's channeled through you, like an instrument. Poetry is an instrument to me. And I play it in loads of different ways. Totally. Yeah. And sometimes people don't like it because it's a bit gritty and harsh. And, oh, well. <laughs> Do you know, my main thing was it, it was it's my voice because I went from being a sh- very shy girl mm. to, to the opposite. So I try and even it out and help others have a voice that way. Yeah. And so how did you how did you do that? How did you go from being a shy girl? How mm. did you, what did you do to get the confidence that you needed? Oh, God. I always knew... I was quite quick-witted on the spot. So yeah. sometimes when when lads and stuff were giving me shit or whatever, I'd one-liner them and they'd fall. But obviously mm-hmm. they'd come back ten times more and I had I curbed my mouth for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, no, actually, I'm going to learn to use this one-lining power to put people mm-hmm. right in their fucking place when they need it. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and then my, my writing just was this, it was like a joint process of my mm. mouth and writing. So no, it weren't like an overnight thing. Yeah, yeah. And body image just suffered bad with body dysmorphia. And I think that mm. whole journey just interweaved in itself, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I think as you're getting older as well, you yeah. sort of just, you're more comfortable in your own skin. You're not thinking about what everybody else thinks all the time. Like, yeah. it's what is, it's so angsty, do you know what I mean? God, it's so staged, isn't yeah. it? I was a makeup artist in my early 20s, but when I look back, really, it was the worst thing I could have done. I was trying to perfect myself. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it like, in front of a mirror all day, trying to sell perfect images and be a bit, made me ill. But I'm glad yeah, yeah. I thank it now. I thank it because I've took so much from it. I did skin camouflage makeup mm -hmm. for the British Red Cross for a while, voluntary, and I've took, you know, loads from that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 30s are different to 20s, definitely. Totally. Bring yeah. on 40s, man. Can't wow. wait. Yeah, I'll see when I'm so excited. Everything just gets better and easier, I think. <laughs> well, you shed skin, I suppose, don't you? Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think apparently for a man, like, you have your kundalini properly awakens when you get Does into it? sort of from 40 to 42, yeah, so quite excited for that. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not driving anything when it does <laughs> awaken. So I might just stick to cycling at the moment. <laughs> I ain't got a car at the minute, so I might just stick to cycling until I'm like 44. Yeah. So it's safe now. Right, I've had my kundalini awakening, I'm good. Yeah. Actually, I won't even need me bike then. I can just levitate to places. Um, totally. <laughs> well, that's hilarious. Yeah. I've got a question for you. Go on then. Okay. So, from dealer to healer. Yes. Yeah. Would you have any advice for people that are in that life of dealing and going through those emotions of hating the world and being stuck in a rut? But see you and think, what do what Liam's doing? But are scared and don't know how to kind of take those first steps. What would you say to people that might be watching this or come to your ceremonies? Because it's, you know, it's a massive inspirational thing, really, to change your life from that. Mm. It's, I see it in the prison system all the time. People want to do it, but they're too scared of what others will think yeah, and yeah, the families. Yeah. Well the the biggest thing is is to is to let go of that and to know that just what you've got to just go with what your heart's saying if your heart's saying this isn't working for me this is not what I want to be doing mm. it's like stick at it you're going to be anxious for the rest of your life as long or until you get put in prison you know what i mean yeah um if you don't get put in prison you always even the highest drug dealers and gangsters are still anxious because they know there's always this chance of them getting caught yeah. so they're always living in this state of angst um, but if you were wanting to step away from it, I would just say, look at the people that you're around, be willing to let go of everything, mm. because if you stay in it, you're probably going to die and you're going to let go that everything's going to be gone then anyway. Yeah. So why not just make the choice of letting go of it? If you let go of it and these people are true friends, they'll still be around, but maybe you don't see them for a, a little while. Yeah. But if you're stepping into the light, you'll start to find your tribe. And it'll be in and out for a little while, in and out, in and out, in and out. I can't let it go. I can't let it go. I'm going to step over here. Oh, I've relapsed a little bit and I'm back here fucking about for a while. It's just the process. It's like, just start doing positive things. Start seeing how other people behave and treat each other in these other communities. Um, go traveling. 
Yeah, or traveling. Go traveling. Does so much. Because you've got your, once you, when you've grown up in a certain area, you're stuck in the perspective, the expectations of that. You're stuck in the expectations of the social group that you become part of, if yeah. it's other drug dealers or, you know, other people who are doing a lot of crime. To go traveling, it just, you're nothing when you go traveling. You've got a backpack, you're nothing. Oh, I love traveling. I loved it. Yeah, mm. that's good. Good advice, that. Because it takes a lot of bravery. Done it. Mm. A lot of digging deep to yeah. just do it. Yeah. My my mate is funny story actually. My mate's in prison. He's doing twenty one years, and uh, I hadn't been to see him. And I went to see him with his brother and a couple and a, I think it was another mate or another two mates. And um, I, I used to live with him actually when all the stuff that he was doing was going on, and I was a yogi. So it was so funny. Like all the lads just thought it would be the most amazing, um, you know, like kind of fly on the wall, dock your soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. filmed us living together because he was doing all this. You know, he was had money, he was playing golf all the time, he was hanging yeah. around with these high-level gangsters and I was just fucking meditating on his deck outside, <laughs> you know what I mean, doing yoga, um, not getting involved. And it was a really good test for me to, because there was a lot of a lot of money going on, you know what I mean? And yeah. there was a lot of things happening that I could have done a little thing and made a lot of money and I was not earning yeah. any money at the time. And it was like, it was a good challenge because I was just like, no, 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 I'm not, not doing anything. And wow. so I went to see him in prison and he's, he's, he's actually found his calling he's like he's just doing art and he's supporting all the other people doing art and brilliant to tell people that he's doing art now they're like what he's yeah. doing art and you're like yeah yeah he's he's getting commissioned to do paintings amazing and so so anyway the thing was yeah he went i went in and he went thank fuck i went what he went he said, I've told all the lads in here that you that is my mate's coming and he might come in like a leotard and some leggings and like <laughs> the most out there stuff. And he went, but I looked out this morning and I thought, well, it's raining. So he's going to have to wear a coat. That's brilliant. Jeans. So he'd like, he'd, he'd prepped all these like criminals that You've one of his mates that. might come yeah. in leggings to try and embarrass him. And Which, did you? No, I didn't. I just, I, I, I thought if you think I was dressed that outrageously, I was just dressed pretty normal. I think I had like a rain mac on, so. But it was just the fact that he prepped all these criminals that I might be coming in so yeah. embarrassing. There's such a hierarchy in prison, isn't there? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine him prepping that. Yeah. Wow. And didn't embarrass him. But we had a great laugh in the prison. Did you? It was amazing, yeah. Because in he, the visit? He got, he, got moved to, he got moved to one and it's really chilled. And it's really good vibe where he, the one he was in before, like I think it was in Preston or something, and it was like naughty stuff happening every day and yeah. energy in there. When you, when my mates went to see him, they were like, you didn't even want to talk or laugh. You were just like whispering. Wow, it can happen. And it's like, yeah, it's just like yeah, it was it was great seeing him. Your community service that you did because yeah. you've spoken about it, you made me laugh, but it was true because um, I see it all the time in the work I do. You went, so I got my head down. I thought, I'm just going to smash it out. I don't want to do it, but I have to. And you said something like, um, and I met these lads that had 50 hours and then they had 500 hours because yeah. they were burning seats or something. No, because they hadn't gone to do the 30 hours. They'd missed it. They hadn't done right. it within the time frame. So they just kept accumulating more. And I was like, wow, this is the brain cells of and some humans. I was just like, really? Why would you? It's a shame, isn't it? It's, it's the mindset, <laughs> in it? And limited beliefs, mate. Some of them do think they deserve that life and they get stuck in that rut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you deal it, it was like dealing with men and you feel like mid 20s. And yeah, these lads that I was doing it with, they were just, you know, it was like, how can you, 
get 30 hours community service. Like, I had 200 hours and I smashed it out in a month or something. Smashed I mean, it out? Smashed it out. I didn't want it hanging over me. I smash everything out. It's like, you get got to do that. it, get done, yeah. Month, I can crack on with my life now. I can, you know. Would you ever want to put your experiences from your book or your life into a production? Because you're an actor as well, aren't you? Or you've done acting? Yeah. That'd be cool. Stage play for Liam Brown. You know, somebody said it should be turned into a film, so we'll see what happens. Get on it. Maybe. I'm too busy at the moment. It'd be have to be for someone else to do. Someone has to read it and go, ah, this should be turned into a film. That'd ah. be good. Because I ain't going to do it at the minute. <laughs> well, it's something good to look at, because I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd go and yeah. see it. I'd want a live performance. Do you want me in it? Or who would you want to play me? Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump playing me. So not not Tom Hanks, but Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks, can you play Liam as Forrest Gump trying to play Liam? I think you should direct it. Patrick should direct it. I don't know. You put me on the spot. What do I want to see? You're the one that can tell the story the best. So yeah, you. Okay. I'll do it. I'll look forward to that on Netflix. Sign me up. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting that question. Um, Right. First poem you wrote was when I was probably in primary school. I don't fully remember it, but I can tell you when Do I you was... remember it? You don't remember I the just whole said thing. I don't <laughs> I used to talk in rhyme. I think I've said this to yeah. Patrick in one of the podcasts. When I was a kid and acquiring language, like my little son is now, mm. my mum said I would literally rhyme everything and just, yeah. just talk in rhyme and rhyme back at people. So, no, I can't remember my very, very first poem, but I remember um, at my friend's 21st, and everyone was there doing the 21-year-old stuff. I said, written a poem, but I'd done it properly with all facts about her, and I stood up and did it. And the whole room was like, oh, my God. Because, so, I remember that... It was that's... about your friend? Yeah, for a 21st oh, right. present. Amazing. Oh, I've written so many poems and I've been skinned. Because people are like, wow. Because... Well, well appreciate more oh, than a present. Yeah, well, it depends what social circles you're in. But that's what they were getting. That's much more effort than yeah, spending yeah. money. Um but the first poem I actually ever got commissioned to do, I don't know if I've said this in another thing, was for Fred Dorn, Bet Fred. Right, okay. But he didn't commission me, it was a surprise for his birthday because right. his, um, his, his friend wanted to get him something mm. and I'd never done it before. And uh, I blagged it, I said, I'd written it, I'd not performed properly. Yeah. But that was my first paid performance, <laughs> I blagged. So you did it at his birthday? Yeah, I was oh, like brilliant. a present. Awesome. The talking present. He was a present. <laughs> well, not me, the poem, you know, I performed it, gave it him and then went home. <laughs> Jenny Betty in a box. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> and after dessert, we're burying in a rhyme. Yeah. yeah. For it. And did it go well? Yeah, it didn't fall over. No, it went really well, actually, because mm. when it's bespoken, it's mean and it's personal. Mm-hmm. It's like I write a lot of funeral eulogies and stuff, and yeah. it, it's a, the personal things that matter, doesn't it? Liam. Yes, so, Jenny. When I first met you at your cacao ceremony, yes. yeah, um, the first I got from your vibes that you, you're fun and you're mank. I love it because I'm Salford and I just I felt I'll get on with him. You know, mm. even though there not to chat to you, to do, uh, you like someone's vibes or you don't, and it's nothing personal, but I liked your vibes yeah, yeah. and you f- seem a dead fun person. So I'm going to ask you about a topic now because I've, I've asked some women about it recently and they've winced. So I thought mm. it'd be fun to ask you about it. Before I tell you the topic, I'm only saying it because I've got endometriosis and we had that discussion Mm -hmm. and it was so refreshing to meet a man because your sister's got it, Mm -hmm. to no one understand what it was. So, vagina steaming, 
Yoni steaming. Yoni steaming. Or yoni dipping. Yoni dipping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? I know you don't have a vagina. Well, I've not done it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so but glad got, I got that reaction. Got, you know, I've got female friends who do. I don't even know if I've, like, I, I don't even know if I know much about it. But right. if it's doing something good to your yoni, why not steam it? <laughs> So I've the, Don't burn it though. The reason I brought this up, because I like to go into taboo topics, but that yeah. shouldn't be taboo, it's a part of your body. Exactly. I've asked some women who I know recently with endo, and they've, mm. they've, they've literally winced. I'm like, come on, girls, we've got this disease, we mm. want to make it better. Yeah, yeah. And we have vaginas, so let's just talk and about it. And that's where the problem of endometriosis is coming from, the v- vagina area. Well, the wo- well I mean? to get well, access to it, It's all in there, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, it's, like, all, well, it's not like you're at your shoulder. Actually, endo can travel around your body, I've been told, but it's very, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. the main parts are in your stomach yeah. and that's the pain. Right, mm. yeah. So you know a lot of your... I know a lot of my female people that have it, that steam the yonis uh, and do a lot of a lot of womb work, a lot of womb wisdom. Well, Becky, on with my, she's like a family. She's mm-hmm. doing lots and lots of work and been talking about womb work as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My my business partner Joanna Barnes does a lot of female stuff. She holds a lot of um, wild. She does like wild women's circles oh, really? and stuff, and they're, they're like really really popular and really really important for people to I might to go cleanse to that a lot one. of pain and especially from stuff like from pregnancy from relationships from maybe you've had a miscarriage or stuff like that. it's just like it, it, it's something in you that needs healing that needs cleansing mm. otherwise you're just carrying yeah you're not going to get over like maybe a, a death of a child or like having a miscarriage but it's like making it easier because you're not storing all this neg- negativity it's the energies, attached to isn't it. it. Yeah, you're not pushing it down, you're well, letting it up and release it. I didn't know, I'm not going to start going into this in detail, but if you have intercourse with someone, that they that their energies and, and stay within you when you womb. Yeah, so yeah, that a lot of years, women, yeah. seven years. In your years. energetic system, yeah. Jeez. Don't, don't be fucking about anymore. Once you know that, you stop fucking about. <laughs> Married to it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you should be all right. You should be free of all, 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 all your old debris. <laughs> Put, there's a lot of debris there, thanks. <laughs> oh my god, Liam. I'm sorry. You funny. But you know what I mean? Yes. Just to clarify, I am not a slag. <laughs> Jenny Berry is not a slag. <laughs> Liam Brown was once a slag. Liam. Jenny. You've come so far, like when have... I was, I was I come from Manchester, it was only it's only twenty. Well, you came minutes, in your head, it? didn't you? You're like Dr. Wayne Dyer's <laughs> psychic. <laughs> No, you've done so much. You're telling me um, in your podcasts, you wasn't telling me. I listened mm. in your podcast with um, Patrick and, you know, you said you, you got a girl pregnant when she was really young and um, you've done, you've had a lot going on in your life. What do you want for you, you, in the next 10 years? For me... Would you want kids? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, might have kids, see... If it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. No, happens. like, would you be open to having yeah, children? Yeah, I would like to have children. I think you'd be a very I'm, cool I'm, dad. I'm good with kids. Yeah. Um, good with all my friends. Kids love me. Um, oh, I'll have to yeah, I would like. Them. I would like to have. I'd like to have kids. Yeah. Um, but it's like I don't have attachment like I used to. What I'll have kids because I thought it'd make me feel oh, better. Yeah. I thought it'd like sort parts of my life out. I thought it'd get help me get rid of the angst of losing my mum, losing that aspect oh. of unconditional love that is you know, but, but is all around me all the time. You know, 
Um, but at the time, I was like, I, th- I feel like I needed something to replace my mum. Oh, bless you. Um, so, but now it's like, if it, yeah, if it happens, amazing. If it doesn't, yeah. then also amazing. I'm just going to crack on with my life and yeah. like doing the work. Like the most important for me, thing for me is to be a vessel for the Christ conscious energy to be able to put that Christ consciousness into other people for yeah. them to become aware of it, to use the power of Jesus Christ to heal people yeah. and to be connected to source energy and to be carrying out whatever it is that God sent me here to do, whatever my life purpose is to try and really be living that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but on like a material, physical plane, then I would say the next, within 10 years, I want to be living in a community. I want to buy a village. Okay, you want to buy a village? Have people living off grid in different houses and have a retreat centre. Wow, um, that is so cool. Out of, you know, self-sufficient, sustainable, yeah. uh, living off grid, not attached to the, you know, mm. the grid, the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but be able to bring people in and sort of start opening them up to these other ways, to sustainable buildings, to yoga, and just keep keep growing as a yoga teacher um, and keep growing my business, you know. I want to be going on tour with yoga raves, I want to be going on tour with cacao ceremonies. I can see that happening. Um, and I want to go to other countries doing what I'm doing. But yeah. it's, it's, it's it's all happening. Brilliant. It's unfolding as it should. Exactly. As yeah. everyone's yeah. kind of path is, isn't it? Mm. But I think people who, like yourself, who see me as this kind of like, oh, I can... I, I'll get on with him. I like him. He's fun. Yeah. He's funny. Grounded. Wouldn't feel that I can do what I do in ceremonies. Do you know what I mean? Where I just, vroomf, I'm in the space, I'm in the energy, I'm focused. And yeah, we still have fun, but it's yeah. serious work. That That's what I liked about it though. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because some people I've met who do things, I've not been to a cacao ceremony. They're just a little bit, I don't know. I just felt your vibes and thought, yeah, I can feel at ease. Mm. Maybe it's your accent and your lingo like mine. I'm into words very much so. I don't know. <laughs> What's your favourite word? Occipital. Occipital? Yeah. What does that mean? It's um, a muscle at the back of the cranium. Oh, nice. I just like the sound of it. Nice. <laughs> cool. I can't think of mine off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> what other questions did I have? Uh, no, I think we've kind of covered that. I guess, I think I'm going to ask you the same question oh. that you've just asked me. Go on. Where, where do you see, like, what's your dream? My dream. So, I have so many. To all function at the same time. Mm. I want to keep, I'm getting into meditation. Probably yeah. compared to like you and Patrick and probably like so unbelievably small to where I am with it. But I want to keep developing that massively. Mm. I've only just started experience proper highs from meditation, which mm. is great. And also, um, I can feel people, this I've been told, I'm a member, but I can feel it when people in my circles are calling me and I've been told how to protect myself from that because yeah. I'm very open. But I, I want to just keep getting higher in my mind with that and only attract the what I need, the positive people and things around mm. me. And that's go as far as I can with that. Uh, in like a job, in my job, I want to be a t- successful TV writer. TV writer? Yeah. What, so you want, what, what kind of things? You want to write TV comedy? I've had a dabble at it recently oh, and okay. had good feedback. Um, awesome. But I'm still, that's a that's such an opposite of the industry, so egotistical. Mm. 
but I feel quite lucky because I'm doing my workshops and do what I do with societies which I really want to help that's my passion mm. but I want to use script writing to give voice to them characters yeah, and yeah. use comedy in that way mm -hmm. um so yeah um that's what I'd like to develop theatre and tv to be honest and a one-woman show that's what I definitely want to do poetry and comedy but to tackle very taboo yeah, areas yeah, yeah. of life so have you done theatre have you done stuff on stage um no I, I've had no theatre training whatsoever okay. I, I've I've kind of Blagged my, my, no, not blagged, evolved. I'm, I'm developing my own performance mm. skills yeah. now. But when I've met, I've worked with actors and stuff, um, with my speaking skills and things like that, people said, do you have voice training? I'm, no, I've just, that's an, it must be a natural thing, but I yeah. do, I would like to develop it professionally to some mm. level. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be an actor, an actress in any way. Well, there's another, there's another thing, isn't there? It's like you don't want to get rid of your your rawness. Yeah. You, you want to kind of keep that. You can you can get overtrained and you can train out of you what your kind mm. of uniqueness is. So. Yeah, that's a really good point. I can't if I would have been younger, would have probably gone into acting, but I was, mm. I wanted to, but I was too shy inside. Yeah. So I'm kind of doing all what I wanted to do when I was younger now. So Amazing. why not? So yeah. that dream's coming true. Yeah, and probably like another child. Another child. I'm not rushing. I'm not bothered that I am nearly 37. My son's nearly three and all that treadmill, what everyone's on. Mm. Honestly, I come out of the church and someone said to me when I got married, you're going to have a baby? <laughs> as, as I walked out, I was like, I'm going to have a shot, to be honest. <laughs> Don't know about you, but I'm going to get pissed. It's my wedding day. <laughs> so much pressure. No, like... so, if I mean, if I do have another baby, great. If I don't, great. don't. Oh, but that's what, what I'd like, just to be the happiest I can ever be. Because I think it's an ongoing process. Of course it is. Do you know what I mean? And body image and all that, keep working at that, because that can just fall down like dominoes some days. Yeah, yeah. And just develop myself. Yeah, and the more work you're doing on yourself and meditation, yeah. and like you talk about the only dipping in the womb stuff, like <laughs> that, all that gets rid of a lot of stuff to do exactly. with, like, um, you know... Some women who've had like four or five kids. Yeah. It's like gonna have a little bit of wear and tear, but you're still magnificent and <laughs> not wonderful. if you did hypnobirthing. Maybe not, but you know, whatever but whatever else comes up, yeah. it's like, well, what can I get to a state where I still love myself and still love my body and I'm actually feeding it healthily, yeah. I'm looking after it, I'm doing a bit of yoga or a bit of you know, sport. It's oh, like exactly. whatever it may be to just make yourself feel invigorated and powerful and yeah. empowered. Yes. You know. It's like, yeah. it's all you can hope for. Exactly. Mm. So 10 years, you want to be friends with Kate Tempest? <laughs> I want that in about 12 months. <laughs> want it now. I want Kate. it now. Kate, get it. Have you seen Afterlife on Netflix? Afterlife? I don't think What's so. What's the comedian called? Come on. Out the office. The guy that wrote and did the office. No, I've not seen it. All oh, right, Okay. So, oh, yes, they have. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. As if I'm I'd thinking of one Rick of the other ones who's not called Ricky Gervais because I thought you must know Ricky Gervais. I don't Gervais. know what it is. Jesus. Of, <laughs> I, I know his face. That's amazing. Right. It's amazing. So he uses comedy in such a clever, taboo-breaking mm. way, I think. He's not an actor, is he? He's, he's doing acting, but he's not a trained actor. That's not. He's a oh. comedian, writer. So that's my kind of style. I'd love to... I have a go and go at because yeah, that's yeah. the way I naturally am. I, I couldn't write. Mm -hmm. Well, at the moment, I don't know what I could write, but that that's inspires me. Yeah, because it, that, that it makes you laugh, out. but it touches you. Like, it, mm -hmm. made, it made me cry quite a few times, yeah. that, you know. Oh, God, yeah. Afterlife, it made me cry quite a bit because it, it kind of reminded me of 
of how I felt when my mum died. Um, but then, you know, then there's something, the next, the next thing that's so funny. And that's how life should be. It's yeah. like, you don't, you know, you don't have to take it all so seriously. You can still be in the worst, most difficult, totally what you would classify, what you would label. Everything's about labeling. You can label anything what mm. you want. You can label it good or bad. It doesn't mean it's good or bad. Stop yeah. labeling things bad. They're just, yeah. you know, it, it remains to be seen whether it's bad or not. Like you said, oh, all this bad stuff happened to me when I was at school. Mm. But then you said after that, but that was the stuff that made me. So it's not bad, is it? No. It was no. really fortunate. Exactly. Because how would you yeah. have got to that stage without that happening? Yeah. So it's beautiful. That's the that's the real beauty in it. My favorite scene from Afterlife is you know the sex worker. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember yeah. a character name. And when she's first like trying to get money off him, and he goes right, how much? She goes, 20 quid an hour, something like that. So he takes her home and you think, he's going to bang this prostitute. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he goes, right, get the hoover out, do me washing. She's like, what? Do you not even want a blowjob? And she's like, you said 20 quid for anything. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. And have you seen Derek as well? Derek that he does is a really good one. No, we've been told about this. Home. Yeah, it's really, really good. Right, it's funny. that's what I need to tick off next. <laughs> yes. What's your favourite food? What's my favourite food? And has it changed throughout the... Are you vegan? Yeah. I want to go vegan, but I'm struggling to get there. Go on, boot camp me. Tell me it's my fault and I need to put a rocket up my ass. You know, the first the first stage of yoga in the Raja method, Raja yoga, which is what I do, which is, you know, right. the physical practice and... It's actions and it's cleansing, like the 12 steps you would right. classify as probably a big aspect of the, you've got yamas and niyamas. So there's eight, eight, eight stages of Raja Yoga or Ashtanga Yoga, eight limbs to it. And the what, you, what most people think is yoga, physical practice, handstand, stretching, is the third thing. And you actually don't even need that. You, you, don't, you could have no arms and legs and achieve yoga. Yoga is all aimed towards finding enlightenment or okay. self-realization with a big s like who is the aspect of god that's within me and how do i allow that to shine and, okay and by doing the yamas and niyamas you're getting rid of a load of stuff that allows you to then open your body and to be able to practice the physical practice or the meditation more comfortably so most right. people don't do any physical practice for like quite a few years until they've done the yamas and niyamas and the first yama is ahimsa and that's uh, no harming, no harming, non-violence to any other sentient beings. Okay. So the first thing about going vegan, like people go, oh, it's health or it's this, or what am I going to feel like? It's like, well, you're going to feel so much better karmically because you're not causing any pain to any Soul. Other, other sentient beings, any animals, you know what I mean? And like, right. once you get to that stage, then you go, okay. And it's like, yeah, but I'm I'm not killing him. Mm, okay, so the mafia boss who's sending out his men to go and shoot somebody, he's not he's not responsible, is he not? Yeah. It's like, well, if you weren't eat, if people weren't eating the meat, then the industry wouldn't be existing. So you're fueling the industry. Mm. You're fueling the people who are murdering animals brutally, like you know, abusing them day after day. Oh yeah, but the dairy industry, dairy industry is fucking worse. They're abusing them for the whole life and then killing them. It's yeah. like me locking Cow. you up and locking Becky up. And going, Becky, you can go and, you know, be in the grass um, and I'm going to kill you in a couple of years, but you're going to have a good life. And you, I'm going to take your tips. I'm going to stick something metal in them, yeah? And I'm going to, and I'm going to, 
artificially inseminate you so it feels like you're always pregnant so you're always lactating and always producing milk but... yeah and i'm going to keep you there for seven years then i'm going to kill you nice. what's worse who's had a better life yeah that's becky's a had point. a better life becky yeah and she's in the industry breath. yeah so, firstly, our hymns are like... I think you should how... go into primary schools and deliver that message that way. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of people, like one of my teachers, she's like people asking up, you know, uh, so, you know, why why don't you eat meat? Why don't you eat meat? And she's like, I can't afford it. And they're like, you've got a multi-million pound yoga business. Of course you can afford it. She's like, I can't afford it. They were like, no, you can afford it. She was like, my body cannot afford the karmic consequences Yes. Of me eating meat. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And the guy that I met in Guatemala, he said, I was at a party and he said to this, this big butch American guy, and this big butch American guy was like, why why don't you eat meat? And he's like, yeah. my stomach is not a cemetery for dead animals. Oh, I like that. And I was like, yes, bro. <laughs> and what was the response? The, the... the guy enjoyed like enjoyed the conversation. He was talking about it. And that's when I was first on the cusp of becoming vegetarian. So like 2012. Mm. Um, and then it changed for me in 2013. But now for me, it's like, you know, these yoga teachers who eat meat and fish. And I'm like, you ain't a yoga teacher. Really? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like the first, the first yama, the first rule of yoga is non-violence, non-harming of any other sentient beings. Mm -hmm. And people go, people, what, it's, you know, like people do with religions, interpret it to make it okay for them. Yeah. So they go, oh, it's non-harming of myself. No. The yamas are all towards others, so non-stealing, non-lying, yeah, non-sexual chastity, no abusing people sexually, and uh, oh, I can't remember. I always forget the last one. A parigraha. I yeah. don't. I'm, I don't even. I didn't know there was that many yogas. Like there's there's different types of yoga. I'm there's quite four types of yoga. The one I've just explained is yeah. Raja yoga. Right. You've got Raja yoga. Jhana yoga, which is all about studying scriptures and ancient texts. So like mm -hmm. reading the Bible, reading the Bhagavad Gita, reading all these different texts, um, and you can achieve enlightenment through that. You can achieve self-realization by reading this reading right. the books, getting the teachings from the books, learning the scriptures, learning the mantras, learning the languages, learning the energy of everything that yeah. goes into the mantras. I like that's, the sound that's of that. That's jhana yoga, so that's not even a physical practice. You know what I mean? It's just reading books, man, which is my, my worst nightmare. <laughs> and then you've got back to yoga, that's just devotion to God. So meditating, chanting, mm. just kind of being a part of God all the time. So can I ask a really thick question now? Yes. Might as well have asked a few. What the hell's Pilates then? What's Nothing the diff? What's the diff? Right, that's how much of physical, a physical exercise. That's why I get pissed off when people are going, put, put, oh, yoga, you, you know, because we do some stuff as a support group for yoga classes. And, right. And people go, oh, but that should be in a gym. That's a physical, a physical fitness thing. It's like, I'm teaching yoga. I could just be reading from a book. You have no, if it's yoga, you have no idea what I'm doing. People mm. have this conception that yoga is a physical activity. They do? Yeah, yeah I yeah, did. Yeah, I... Yeah. Everybody thinks it is. It's just one part of it. It can be a physical activity. Yeah. It can be just singing. It can be me sat in a room reading ancient texts with three other people. Right. Or it could be me sat at home on my own reading ancient texts. That's yoga. On a Friday yoga, night. Yoga is union, whereas you you engage with the true essence of who you are right away from all the shit away from identifying as jenny berry from salford who's this happened to me when i was younger mm. it's like no you're more than that once you die you transcend the physical body that's your essence that's who you are see i 
didn't know all of that, any of that, just till, till now. I've seen it. When mm. I go to the gym, I train at the gym when the gyms are open. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a physical like hit and all that. Mm. So, but they, I don't think gyms even know that some people. No, they don't. And, and the thing is, and that's that's the that's the job of the yoga teacher. Like when I when I first started teaching, this gym said, right, you, you know, you've got a job. I want you to teach a lot with, with music, high energy class. And I was like, sweet. Um, and, like you replied on the email, sweet, yeah, yeah. mate. And they were like, uh, yeah, but there's no chanting in the gym. I was like, oh, well, okay, whatever. So I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to do my thing. Had them chanting Om. Nobody had ever chanted Om in the gym before. Really? And then had them chanting Mantra, full Mantra, at the start of most classes or in the middle of class, stop, we chant Mantra, Yeah. My classes were the busiest in the whole gym. What did the gym say when you didn't went against? Nothing not in the end, no. Because you were like, bringing people in. And the thing is, if you're a teacher, yeah, and you go in there, you go, oh, well, I'm going to try and on. I'm going to try and on. Okay, guys, you can do this if you want. Yeah. Or, you know, you don't have to do this. If you're, it's like, I just smash it in the face. And then they love it and they love the vibration of it. <laughs> like, once you've sang mantra, it's like, no, I love, yeah. it's people tell me like, oh, you can't do an on. It's like, it's a spiritual practice. So what's an OM? Should we do one? Can do if you want. Go on. So OM is spelled A-U-M. Yeah. A lot of people see it as O and M. Mm. And OM has got three parts. So R, which is like A, which is like the source of creation, yeah. which is the start of most alphabets, the A. Mm. And then you've got U, so it's a U. U, yeah. yeah. And U is like the preservation. So it's you linger on the U for a little bit longer. Okay. preservation that's attached to the god vishnu right and you've got mm, mm. which is to do with fire which is to do with destruction with letting go of stuff with removing stuff you know to create space like even just in your gaff like clearing out your cupboard that's full of shit at the bottom and then yeah. you just feel better and lighter in your own house okay so that's attached to the god shiva so a-u-m so it's ah ah ooh ooh mm. In Sanskrit, when the A and the U are together, it becomes just O. Oh, oh, so it's oh sorry. O. Oh. Is that right? That's an om. The vibration's just yeah. coming from you. you yeah, yeah. So the vibration. So when you do the A, it's mm. up more in your belly and into your heart. The U is in the throat. Okay. Yeah, so the throat chakra, it's all about communication, yeah. which you're probably pretty good at. Mm. And then the... Mm, is in the head so when you go mm, you feel the vibration in the head yeah mm. so it's all about the vibration moving up your body up your chakras wow Boom, i hope people watch too. this and they're like i've learned something because mm. there's too many people doing jobs that they're not trained at it do yeah. you know what i mean yeah and there's too many people teaching yoga who are eating meat yeah or eating fish. Sorry, I'm late. I've just been oh. to Macca's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, don't get your mats out. And I'm like, you ain't a yoga teacher, bro. Yeah. You're not doing the first commandment of the first thing that's expected of you. To not be yeah. part of any harm to any other sentient beings. Do you write poetry for your fellow very often? Oh. Um, I have done. Not very often. I write to him a lot. So, because I'm a bit of a fiery one. Mm. I sometimes um, have to pass my messages on in letters or things could happen. Yeah, yeah. Safer. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, nice, though. I've written them a lot of letters. If, in yeah. fact, if, if, if someone was reading, like, why is she writing that down? Because it would just end mm. up me losing my temper. Um, 
I've written more. So for an, on our wedding, for a wedding present, everyone would probably be expecting a poem. But what I did was, I wrote a poem and his sister turned it into a song and sang it. Nice. So I've written a couple of like song lyricy stuff to him. It's hard yeah. writing. It's not hard, but it takes so much emotion because mm. it. I only want to write something if it means something. So um, I've not done it that often, but when I have, it's mm. been very meaningful. You know. Nice. And None of this rose is a red crap. Yeah, yeah. And how how does he uh, take them? Does he enjoy it? Yeah, um, he gets. He tries to write back, and he's done a few things, but yeah, yeah. he just laughs because he, he says, "I wish, I wish I could write like you." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I wish I could like be good with money like you. That's why we're married. <laughs> you know. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And don't wish your life away. Exactly. Just allow people to have their talents. And exactly. Let yours, let yours come forward and flourish. Yeah. So have you ever done, like, um, have you ever spat lyrics on a tune? No, I've not. On a okay. tune, you mean over music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had my words made, made into a, yeah, no, I've had other people do it, yeah. but not me. But that's something I really would love to do. Yeah. Yeah. And your stuff, some of your stuff would go down really well. Well, I've had, kind of thing. I don't know if I can say this, but I've had, um, I have a lot of rappers contacting me, and mm. um, I had one few years ago on social media and I was talking to him he said did you write them lyrics I said yeah mm. it, was, it was about my prison stuff he went there beautiful and he's American and I, I do love yeah. American rappers um and English but for some I just think they're more gritty in America I appreciate the mm. lyrics more and I was talking to him for a while like you do on Instagram swapping lyrics and I realized he was in prison from his cell on his phone all right and I didn't know but yeah. you know but, but I thought that was amazing he bought me book brilliant yeah that was a few years ago. Won't say who or what medium or anything. Yeah, I didn't know, yeah. but but how good is it that, that, that we were communicating through different art forms? Yeah, yeah. probably illegally. Well, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Not on your part. <laughs> I shouldn't have his cell phone, really, but yeah. that's great. No, that yeah, that is reaching out and it's having an impact, and people yeah. are getting something for it, especially in the US, because you often think that yes. it's a different world. and Totally. Well, they have so many strange rules in different states. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I only know about the English prison system. Um, so, yeah. But I would, you know what, you've given me a kick up the bum again now to do that. I'm going to do it over... Don't stop eating me. Music. <laughs> I want to, I know the lyric will happen first. At least I'm honest. <laughs> but yeah, I do want to stop eating meat because of my endometriosis. It kills it and it makes my head so foggy yeah, when exactly. I'm in pain. Yeah. And the milk and... You know. Oh, I, I drink. Yeah, I don't yeah. have milk. Yeah, but the milk's really bad for it and it cow's milk Terrible really for it. And I, for me, I think I think a lot of it stems from being brought up on cow's, cow's milk, milk, I would say. We're not baby cows. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Not your tits, not your milk. <laughs> 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 yeah, that should be an advert, that, Liam. Yeah, yeah. But isn't it, don't you think it's fascinating that when you see adverts of meat, it's always happy, bouncy cows and chickens, and it's like, yeah. well, why don't you just show the reality of it? Exactly. You won't sell anything then. No, it's true. No, it is interesting that, yeah. Mm. But it'll carry but on going because it makes it's money. It's a process. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't shout at anybody who's not eating meat because I'd just be shouting at my old self. And everybody's at different stages. Yeah. Time isn't linear. We're all at different, you know, going through different things, and you get there when you when you need to get there. Yeah. Um, but it's you know a lot of us don't want to see what actually happens because it's like oh that's gonna make me feel bad and it's gonna make me. I don't want to make changes because changes are difficult. But the whole world is based. The yeah. whole world wouldn't exist without changes. True. Absolutely. You know? So it's like yeah. you've got to keep making them. Liam. Jenny. <laughs> so formal. 
<laughs> you said in, in your podcast, um, you talked about limited beliefs, which is a big thing to me because I've had them and still mm -hmm. have them. And you said, I never thought I could do these things. I'm a lad from Withinshaw. Mm -hmm. And do you still see yourself as that lad from Withinshaw or not? Yeah. Because you are a lad from Withinshaw. Like yeah, physically, yeah. There'd you are. Be, there'd, be certain, there'd be certain things that I'm doing, like when I'm doing a cacao ceremony and like, or when my shaman teacher's like telling me that I'm a medicine man and I'm like, what? So what's a like, medicine man? Like serving medicine, like that I serve to you, plant medicine, cacao, you know, drumming, shamanic stuff, like what, yeah. I, do, what I do, you know, and it's, the, the cacao is a plant medicine and to be mm. serving that and to be, you know, not that I identify myself as that. I identify myself as a yoga teacher. I'm trying to push people towards self-realization and empowerment and enlightenment. Um, yeah. And one of the aspects that I do that via is by being a medicine man, by serving cacao. But yeah, sometimes I'll step back in some of my ceremonies and it's so beautiful and so cosmic and so like sp richly spiritual and you can yeah. feel it in the air. And I'm like, wow. what the fuck? Like, how am I doing this? Well, that right. So you reflect in a positive way, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that anymore because I'm this person. It's dead easy though to slip back into that. I get that a lot. I I need to yeah. work more on on that. Do you know what I mean? But the more and more you identify with your true essence, yeah. the less and less you identify with your old self because your old self was just an accumulation of events that happened to you growing up. Mm. You know that yeah. wasn't who you were. That was just what. What, what created you and actually you can use that beautifully like I'm always going to be a, a down-to-earth lad from the streets because yeah. that's where I came from exactly and even if I'm fucking levitating you know what I mean yeah if I get to the stage where I have the yogic powers that I can levitate then I'll still be able to laugh at that you know what I mean it's like check this check me out guys <laughs> just levitate past my mate's pub you know what I mean see you later alright boys yeah <laughs> levitate past McDonald's give them all tell them all not to eat me Oh, That's do you know cute. what? If like McDonald's doesn't exist within my lifetime, I'd be so happy. Really? I bet McDonald's will be really glad to hear that. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it will, unfortunately. Mm, I think it will because it makes so much money. Do you don't know? I don't know. A lot of things are changing in the world and as you've seen in the last 12 months, it's really been brought to the front about how oh, yeah. how things how things really work and how fragile things are. If I would have told you in 1990 that HMV wouldn't exist in 2020, yeah, that's true. You would have told me that I was fucking crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like these things, these things change, and the the cause the 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 vibration, this 5D vibration, this Christ consciousness, this 5D. 5D. Yeah. What's... It's just five dimensional energy. So we've okay. been living in this three dimensional where right. everything's physical, material, money related, masculine energy. I mean, moving into this like gone sort of bypassed the 4D and sort of dipped into it a little bit. And 5D mm. is all about oneness, yeah. about we're all connected. You know, we it doesn't are, yeah. matter what colour skin you are, what sex you are, we're all one. Everything that happens on the planet, you know, if some guy, something happens to somebody, someone in Guatemala, it could have an impact on us energetically, the way the world's one system mm. and it it's all operating together. And we're just, we're bugs on the earth. You know, the earth's the yeah, spaceship yeah. that's taking us through the universe. And that's the powerful thing. And we think we're super powerful. And it's like this unity consciousness of being more in harmony with the earth, more connected to spirit and greater expansiveness of consciousness. Yeah. And with that coming in and that with that influx into the world, 
things are changing beautifully and they will change beautifully. You know, in the nineties, if you would have said all the pubs that are going to be shut, that your dads went in and your dad's mates went in, you wouldn't have thought it. No, because we've not. moved into this feminine energy. And this feminine energy is taking over that dark, dank, masculine energy of boozing, drinking, domestic violence is slowly ebbing away. Yeah. Yeah. It is slowly going. Mm. Yeah. And it's not accepted anymore. It's not like it's an acceptable thing where it was an acceptable oh, thing no, in the eighties. Yeah. It wasn't illegal to rape your wife until like ninety four. Mm. And like, you know, we're still a we're still behind some countries, we're still ahead of other countries, you know. But it's just yeah, it's just this essence of beauty that we've got to step into. So yes. McDonald's might not exist within my lifetime. And I've got a good a good feeling that both all the political system that we live in at the yeah. moment will not exist within my lifetime. Mediocrity v excellence. We yeah. touched on it before about losing friends and people around us when we kind of evolve and grow within ourselves. But I just wanted to talk about any your personal experience with that. With mediocrity? It's about just not it's it's not shining your light fully or holding back and not 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 giving everything being being scared of other people's opinions and other people what other people are gonna think about you doing yeah. a certain thing. And it's like, well, if it resonates with your heart, just 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 crack on with it. Like if you you're gonna get nowhere thinking about what this person's gonna think when you do this, that or the other. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like exactly. you've just gotta crack on. And I think it's beautiful that you were use the word mediocrity in the last <laughs> bit of our chat because I used it in I think I used it in the last interview that I did with Patrick and it's a really powerful quote by Oscar Wilde oh remember this and so, can is, you, do you remember it can you say it again yeah ridicule is the tribute paid yeah. by the mediocrities to the genius I love that I'd not yeah. heard of that Oscar I was a bit gutted with myself that yeah, I'd not heard yeah, that yeah. Oscar Wilde quote Super but how true yeah. yeah so it's like if you're getting ripped, if you're getting hate mail, if people aren't, loads of people mm. aren't agreeing with what, you are, what you're doing, you know, not understanding it and you you feel like you're spreading your light, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like if, if there's people that I admire and look up to and I think they're wonderful and they say, Liam, this, that or the other, I will take heed of what they're saying, I'll take it in. But some person who's mm. on no path and he's not inspirational, and I don't admire, why the fucking hell would I be asked <laughs> what, what the thought? fuck they say about me? Yeah. You know, no, but, but I takes... wouldn't really give the fuck, even if they give me a recipe. I'd be like, <laughs> why would I have a recipe off you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I am getting much better with this, but I still need to work on it for me, to be honest. Write a quote down, keep saying a quote every day. Yeah, will do. You know, look at, look at Gaudi in Barcelona, mm. man. He was ridiculed. Barcelona, imagine, imagine Barcelona without the mm. built Gaudi's buildings. It wouldn't be the number one tourist city in the world. He was ridiculed. He was totally divided, yeah. the city, in what people liked and disliked of his work. And he was doing LSD. He was a gay man. Like He was cracking on with his shit and just owning changed it. the whole city, yeah. owning what he did. People a bit get jealous, I think, yeah, as well. Yeah. And that's their shit, like we've covered before. Yeah, yeah. Just own it. Own what you're doing. The most important thing, just own what you're doing. Yeah. If you're driving a shit car, own it. You'll look amazing. 
Oh I mean? yeah, don't give Whatever a crap you're doing, just, just, just own everything you do. Yeah, I've, I've noticed since I've grown, like my limited beliefs stretched them. People that I know are been around. I can see theirs or I can meet people and, and see, it's like they're coming out at me 3D to me, you know, seeing yeah, their yeah, yeah, own yeah. blocks. You become yeah. much more aware, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But make sure that you're inspired and you mm-hmm. take inspiration and you take um, teachings from people that are wonderful. You know, like, is there any politician in the world or any world leader that you go, oh, I really want my child to be like him, be inspired by him. Not one Fair. exists. There's only one leader, probably the Dalai Lama, that you would potentially like. Dalai Lama. You know, some leaders of different faith groups that you would want to get some empowerment from. There's no yeah. political people. That's all just dark, dirty stuff. So just move, again, move beyond it. We've got to move beyond our imagined limitations. The most I'm inspired of is the prisoners I work with. Seriously. In fact, Patrick read um, Butterfly Thinking Out of my book, The Great Escape, mm. on the last one. And that was about a woman who I met in a female prison and she said, look, I just use my mind to get through this sentence. Mm-hmm. It was so powerful. What everyone sees, I don't see a prison mm-hmm. wall. I see my life as what I want it to be. I'm in a physical jail, mm-hmm. but I'm not in my head. Exactly. And, that, know? and if we can use that perspective, mm-hmm. whatever situation presents us in life, we can be in this space of stillness and calmness mm-hmm. and then just you know, crack on. If we end up in a concentration camp, we can be the person who was okay with it and was present rather than why have your final days scurrying about and being nervous if your plane's about to hit the ground why be going crazy it's going to happen it's going to happen anyway wise words brown so jenny berry so liam brown that was amazing jb and lb it was amazing i've loved it thank you you've hired my vibrations man good Oh, I'm going to come to one of your cacaos as soon as it's allowed. Good. It's, it's online as well. I know. We're online. I know. And that's great. I know you want it in person. I want it in person. And hands on. I want hands Shoot. on, baby. Yeah. Yeah. No. And uh, keep up the good work. You're doing amazing stuff. Thank you. And you too. Keep, yeah. Keep just Owning feeling, my shizzle. Owning your shizzle, baby. Yeah. Because you've got it and you're just going to grow and grow and grow and be magnificent. But it's been absolutely amazing talking to you once again. And yes. Getting to share space with you. You too. Thank you for your book. I'm going to send you mine out. Yeah, and thank you, Patrick, for having us on the show, letting us take over for the day. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick, I think this is going to be a TV show. Boom. I want it to be. 100%. Yeah, Yeah, and I can say, hey, I knew him before he got famous. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We hope you have a great week. And we will see you very soon. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you.